Um, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, I had another point, and I just totally lost it, too. <laughs> um, I blame the pinner. Um, yeah, and I think that the the um, no, I totally lost it. Sorry, that's all right. <laughs> You're listening to a Christian and an atheist walk into a bar. With me is Ty. Beer is proof that God wants us to be happy, Gallenbeck. And myself, Jay. Uh, hangovers are proof that God doesn't exist, Stukesbury. <laughs> and uh, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. Yeah? You know, we're, it's a little weird. Like, it's earlier than normal re- we're recording and yeah. kind of had to reschedule today, but yeah, we're, we're here. We're, we're fresh off of doing yard work, so we're <laughs> we're probably a little fresh. And thankfully, you guys can't smell us on the other end of this podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that also means we didn't get very adventurous with the beverages we're drinking today mm-hmm. because we went with what was cold. And already in the fridge. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm back to drinking Pinner again, which I was, I think I was drinking the last time we recorded, which, so, I've, yeah. I've got nothing else to add other than I still enjoy it, Pinner. It's still delicious. It's still delicious. And I am drinking some New Belgium Fat Tire, because uh, that's currently what's on tap Always in the a home classic. bar. Yeah. Yeah. One of the first beers I fell in love with, so. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But. So today we're going to be talking uh, about an article that was actually submitted on the Facebook page uh, by one of the listeners named Clint. So thank you, Clint, for sending us this article. Mm -hmm. Uh, The article was posted on BigThink.com, and it was titled, Are Religious People More Moral? So we're going to kind of dive into that article and talk about it, but uh, do you want to summarize the article, just kind of a 10,000-foot perspective yeah so the the and we'll make sure to link the article too um in our variety of posts too so that way people can read it and digest it for themselves but the uh, the crux of it was basically starts off with the question are religious people more moral um and it prefaces it with the notion that uh in the united states um atheists are viewed uh with a pretty big um Basically, with the assumption that they're just not the most moral people in the world, and uh, there's always a little bit of skepticism about them, especially in like holding political office or things of that nature. Um, but the article then goes into a variety of different research that relates to um, how people make moral decisions and how that reflects upon their own. Uh, religious convictions and a lot of the findings um, from the various studies uh, like the Good Samaritan study basically came to the conclusion that people do good regardless of their religiosity I think is kind of the word they use Um, so basically the principle is then uh, does religion matter in terms of making moral decisions and for the most part, I believe this article kind of concludes that it doesn't. Right. I think is the best way to summarize it. Yeah, this, I mean, 
on my side of things, I'm definitely going to, you know, this article is pretty one-sided. You can tell sure. from the angle they're coming at. Uh, not to say that I disagree with all of it because of that, um, but you can see... You can see the bias in this um, for sure, mm-hmm. and it definitely points to the conclusion. And, and they're not targeting a specific religion; mm-hmm. it's a very broad scope religion um, that basically any religion does not necessarily have does not have a direct correlation to moral values or being a moral person. Sure. And I do think it's interesting though, that it does start off talking about, um, atheists in America being the most, uh, untrustworthy group. Yeah. I was trying to pull up the actual quote. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it basically, uh, and I, I've seen this study before where they've, they've pulled Americans in terms of, uh, who would they most likely um, vote for? You know, and they list a Muslim, an atheist, a Christian. You know, they go through those kind of key categories, and atheists always ends up being dead last right. in all of those studies. I mean, and we're we're behind Muslims, which yeah. you know a lot of people hate Muslims. <laughs> and that's that's saying a lot too. Yeah. You know, um, and it's you know I think it's I always find it funny because we do not have any openly atheist uh senators or congressmen or presidents or anything in the course of our history as far as a country is concerned right um and it is something that is uniquely american as well um and it's something that i think believe it referred it to as uh basically political suicide as if you're an atheist so i thought that was interesting yeah so the exact quote at the start of this article is Based on this study, uh, widespread and extreme moral prejudice against atheists around the world, across all continents, people assume that those who committed immoral acts, even extreme ones like serial murder, were most likely to be atheists, mm-hmm. which... Which is, I, I mean, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, you know how much things are connected. I know you know how much I murder on a regular <laughs> basis, so it's a fair assumption, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, but I think you probably have a pretty good first-hand experience to the quote of political suicide yeah. when it comes to atheism. You know, and I, I having just recently run for office myself, you know, I I had that thought when I first announced, you know, and this is Right after we had started the podcast, and I, I'm I'd been unabashedly open about being an atheist too, and I always wondered how would that affect me as far right. as running for office because it is true. I mean, people don't necessarily trust atheists, and I can't I can't say like that's what cost me the election or anything right. like that. But I definitely had uh, some. It's probably top two. Yeah, well, <laughs> top three, you know, somewhere in there. Um, probably the way I smell right now, it wouldn't have helped, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, and I, I had some anecdotal experiences where, um, some of my, um, people that were helping me out, some of my volunteers had mentioned having conversations with folks that said, Oh, I really like Jay, but I just can't vote for him because he's an atheist. (laughs) And I mean, that's, this was probably, I mean, less than five, you know, but, it's just strange that that actually 
stops people from from making that next step of supporting me, you know? Right. And because I'm running for city council, I'm not running for pope, or I'm not running for <laughs> uh, anything that has to do... I mean... I don't see how the, the my my religious identity ties into the the duties that I would be um, bound to honor, you know, in that right. process. Um, but I do think that there is a, a mistrust because of how much we connect uh, the notion of political leadership with having some sort of moral compass. You know, if right. you can't say "God bless America" with some sincerity, I think people are a little mistrusting of you. You know, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always, I mean, I think from my side, watching Christians in the voting world, I think we weigh way too much on the religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. Because very often, as I have seen it, uh, the most qualified person for the job, if if you took that term out of politics like if nobody considered that people would vote a lot differently just based on qualifications knowledge those kind of things sure and yet they weigh so much into that that it makes it a challenge Mm -hmm. but all right so uh let's dive in a few key points that this article kind of hit on um that kind of stood out maybe to you because i think just based on the conversation we've had today and on this article a week ago or so when it was posted, different things stood out to us mm-hmm. throughout it. So what were a couple of the things that you saw that maybe stood out in this article? Well, uh, I think the the article really does try to focus on, um, on research related to human behavior, you know, and uh, basically... Uh, how how do humans behave in terms of making choices of right or wrong? Um, you know, uh, and and how does their religious views relate to the way they act, or can they can we, from a quantitative standpoint, find patterns and behavior that are linked to? religious identity. And I think the bulk of the research that they presented said that you really couldn't, you know, people make decisions, um, regardless of it, you know, uh, I just, I think we even talked about this in our past episode is that, um, atheists still can be moral beings, right. Um, even if they don't necessarily assign that to some sort of entity that resides over them, you know, in terms of a, a, a deity is concerned. So I think that was kind of the one thing that really stood out for me, at least. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting in how the article kind of points out the fact that morality does exist across the board, regardless mm-hmm. of beliefs. Right. And their kind of take on that, which I wouldn't have ever thought of this but like christianity uses that point as kind of a sign of a creator Mm -hmm. like that's often one of the points that christianity will use and i tend to agree with that but this article also pointed out the idea that uh religions have just capitalized on the fact that that exists Mm -hmm. so the article kind of says that because people noticed this, they created religion. Like mm-hmm. they used it to kind of capitalize and use that or organic morality 
to their advantage, I sure. guess. Which I sure. thought that was interesting. I had never, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that or, you know, mm-hmm. which way that would go, but I've never heard that point, so. And I, I do think that uh, if we're kind of, I'm verging, we, we're good about this and going in non sequiturs here, but in, in the course of human history, uh, religion has been a helpful tool to explain natural phenomenon and kind right. of, you know, spread that information out on a, on a, on a much grander scale too. And I think it's, you, you at least do have to recognize that religion too does play, uh, a, a, a role in the organization of society as a whole too. It's, it's how you build, how, how it's built mass cooperation across the board, you know? Um, I mean the, just the, the Roman Empire is the best best example of that, you know, and how they integrated religion into organizing a, a very large multitude of people. So, right. yeah, I think that is a key point. So, uh, another one of the things that kind of, I mean, for me, the church often has said, uh, the Christian church, I should say, in this place, case, um, has often pointed out this same kind of findings um, as a problem. Like, it's something we identify as an issue that you don't see a difference from outside the church to inside the church. Um, Often divorce rates and things like that are brought up. Um, I know when I was in college, one of the things that was brought up was during Christian conventions, um, hotels notice a spike in porn rentals mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so just that hypocritical nature or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, of the church, uh, is prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would be interested if you dove into this, like one of the things that I would like to see with a study like this is, Okay, how many of these people go, you know, four big Sundays out of the year and call themselves a Christian? Right. Like, because if you're weighing those people, like, I don't expect to see a big difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what about the people that, you know, go every Sunday are involved, um, those kind of things? Like, Mm -hmm. would you see a difference there? And that's not a, addressed in this specific article. No, it really isn't. And I think you that's a great point because I think that how uh, – and I think we always come back to this is this this notion of how we self-identify um, doesn't necessarily tie into how we actually act and behave, right. you know, because I, I think we've been very clear about this is that there are – there are assholes on both sides of the equation, you True know. Story. Um, pardon my French, <laughs> but I think that uh, there's definitely uh, occasions where you can uh, point to the religious hypocrisy, but there's just as many goofball atheists that that do prove a point, you know, right. in terms of of uh, just being. Um, immoral in their own actions. So, yeah. uh, again, it's, it's all tied into those, those tribal identities that don't necessarily mean anything unless you're acting upon them on a regular basis, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think you could see this, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I feel like I see the same kind of ideas in like racism 
like in a negative side of things. Like the assumption is that this people group is all like this. Sure. And so they associate that across the board with that people group. And I think this article is kind of saying that, well, when you look at religious people, they're all supposed to be these super moral, you know, sure. hope like figures. Um, and the reality is, like you said, people are people across the board. There's mm-hmm. good people. There's bad people. Um, and I guess the part of me that wants the article to be wrong, and it's probably not, is you would hope there would be a higher percentage of those people in the church. Um, but this article is stating across the board, regardless of um, religious affiliation, mm. it doesn't show a noticeable increase, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Um, and... Uh, oh, I had another point and I just totally lost it too. <laughs> um, I blame the pinner. Um, yeah, and I think that the the um, no, I totally lost it. Sorry, Sorry. that's all right. <laughs> so one of the other things, uh, I'll just jump in on. Yeah, that. thank you. So one of the other things that I thought was interesting, and I would be curious to know where this research came from because I've seen contradictory research Mm -hmm. was that religious people are less charitable, Um, which I, I have seen studies or reports at least where, you know, when natural disasters and happen, red cross receives a majority of their donations from religious institutions. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of those that I, you know, I would be curious to see where that research came and to kind of double check that math, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think you can't ignore the, um, the amount of, of, of money that these institutions have available for those types of things too. So, and they are quick to mobilize in terms of getting people on the ground too. So that's, that's always something I always notice um, and something I always appreciate of various church groups that are able to um, quickly go to disaster, you know, uh, ravaged areas. Um, I do. One thing I find interesting about this is that the, the, the relationship or at least the the skepticism about the morality of, of atheists is kind of a uniquely American thing, right? Um, and it ta- a lot of the research they talked about is is uh, on an international scale, but uh, the the religiosity of of kind of the the Christian right, I think, is the best way to put it, um, is something that is unique to the United States. And there's actually some other interesting research um, that I've been reading in. That talks about how there are the um, the more uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, the more that uh, people identify with a a um, in a more of an evangelical Christian sort of denomination, the more likely there's going to be a broader atheist population too. But as w- the number of evangelical Christians decreases in various communities. There's also a proportional decrease in atheism as well. Interesting. So there's some people that uh, believe that, uh, or that made the conclusion that atheists 
can also mostly just be a pushback to right. evangelical forces too, which I think is actually yeah. a fair assumption. You know, I, I could see that. I, I I even think about how I started considering myself to be atheist was usually as a result of of those in my community who I found to be reprehensible Christians, you know, right. in terms of the things that they're saying, the things they were doing. And yeah. I, I thought the best way of, of like not being a part of that was planting my flag on the other side, you know? Right. So I can definitely see how that plays a part in how people identify and, and specifically on, on my side of the equation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, Now it's my turn to lose my train of thought. <laughs> I was trying to go back to how you started that conversation. and uh, This is what we get for recording in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I we're out of our element, man. It's, it's just not there. But, uh, so I want to I just bring up, because I think it's an interesting study, um, the Good Samaritan study mm-hmm. part of this. Mm-hmm. And what, what did you think about that? And then I'll kind of chime in a little. But So... I think, well, well, I mean, the key takeaway from it, at least from my understanding of it, and we're talking my quick read of it on my phone five minutes before we started it, um, and just for those that uh, didn't, uh, don't, haven't read the article, I'll just go ahead and kind of preface it. Um, so the researchers monitored uh, who had stopped to help an injured person lying in an alley. And uh, they, the basic result of uh, the study was that they found that religi- religiosity played no role in helping behavior. Um, even when participants were on their way uh, to deliver a talk on the parable of the Good Samaritan. So um, basically, it's just the the study itself was, you know, when when push comes to shove, when you are uh, really good about talking about what Jesus said or what Jesus did, um, when the moment was needed, would you act in accordance with what is the assumption of what would a good Samaritan do, you know? And I think the, the, the findings basically just said that it didn't have anything to do with the, their religious identity. Right. The irony to that, section for me is that's exactly the story of the good samaritan yeah like yeah like you want to elaborate on that yeah like that two thousand years ago society was exactly the same Mm -hmm. like that the people that walked by this guy were the religious people Mm -hmm. and the guy that stopped was not Mm -hmm. and so i just think it's funny that they're they're using that study and really, I mean, it's the same story. Like that's mm-hmm. the same story that Jesus told, you know, two thousand years ago about religious people walking by. So this is not a new mm-hmm. trend. It's sure. not a new issue um, that people say one thing and do another. Right. And I think uh, I've said for a long time, um, but based on your other comment, uh, that. Christians do more harm to Christianity than anyone outside the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of those kind of behaviors that do it. And I've had so many conversations over the years where it gets to a point where I end up saying, you know, you know, the Jesus you don't believe in, I don't believe in him either because there's this misrepresentation of what I think that really looks like he's white, <laughs> yeah, that's blonde, blue yeah, eyes, and Republican. 
<laughs> Chuck Norris holding that, a sheep. Yeah, uh, that's Jesus, right? Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things that go into that. So then, do you have, and I'm sure you do, uh, do you have any specific examples or experiences of a case where you encountered someone who, uh, or you maybe pushed back against someone who kind of represented that sort of religious hypocrisy um, that may have said something that you you thought, yeah, that's not, that's not, you can't just hide behind Jesus on this one. Have right. you ever had a moment where you, <laughs> you, and you don't have to name names right. or anything like that? Well, I mean, the, the one that popped to mind first, uh, I've had a lot of theological debates in our community, but the one that really that I had to deal with um, on probably the most personal level uh, was when we had a student coming to our group that was homosexual and a specific member of our community made some very public uh, announcements about how those people should be treated. Mm. Um, And she considers herself you know, the utmost of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And yet the words she said were some of the most hateful things that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, it wasn't a face-to-face confrontation with her, but in a conversation with that student, trying to get them to understand that, no, what she's saying does not re- represent mm-hmm. who we are mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's tough because, okay, so now let's, wrapped us back to the article she identifies as that right and yet for me when i look at that person i would say she is as far from what she's identifying as possible Mm -hmm. and so when you put those things in a study like this it's gonna it's so hard to like right real data right well and i think that goes back to the point that i was making about um how religion plays a part in in um, kind of organizing groups, right? Um, it's kind of like the 80-20 rule. If you can agree with 80% of of somebody else, you're you're more than willing to to uh, identify as that same group. You know, it's right. like that's why you have political parties that nobody agrees on everything, but they have some kind of key tenets that they kind of stick their sticking points right. that they could say like, well. Okay, well, I guess that's enough for me to call me one of you, you know. Right. And I think that's definitely the case with the concept of of Christianity. Um, you can have a really broad coalition of people from from one end of the spectrum being like Seventh Day Adventist to right. to the other side of the spectrum being the the gay bashers, you right. know. And but all at the same point, they still fall under the the Christian umbrella, you right. know, which I think is kind of a, it's a really interesting, uh, phenomenon, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, this may have came up before on the podcast, but when I was in college, because the college I went to brought people from a lot of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. one of our theology instructors in one of the, probably the first month of school did, he called it essay bene essay, um, which Greek for essential, non-essential. And so it was probably a survey of about a hundred different things. And the idea was you went through and marked, uh, 
what you thought was necessary to be considered a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so people would go through and fill it out. Everybody stands up. If you have less than 50 things, um, sit down. Less than 40 things, sit down. Or no, the other way. If you have 10 things or less, sit down. 20 things or less. And so by the time he got to the highest number, whoever in the class had the highest number, uh, he pointed out the fact that if we only did what we said we needed to do, you right now don't believe anybody else in this room is a Christian. Mm -hmm. And that idea that there should be essential things. There's things that have to be the core. Mm -hmm. But can we disagree on some of those outlying things? Mm -hmm. And if we can, does that still make us able to operate together in this? And mm -hmm. I think in some cases you see that work really well. In other cases you see that be detrimental and fall apart. But it is a... It's such an interesting balance, yeah, and, in that community. And it's and it's it's strange to the lines in the sand because I I actually had a, a really good conversation this uh, this week with someone that um, who considers themselves Christian and um, deeply devout, and I've known this. And we talked about we actually I talked about a lot of the stuff that we talked about in our last episode with him, and uh, he was we were basically on the same page, you know, and like everything that we talked about, we'd reached a certain point of the conversation. I was like, dude, everything you said to me, if you if you were if that was your church, I would go to it right, right now, you know. And but then I was like, but here's where we kind of split ways, like the usual. Uh, you know, waterline or what's the line in the sand uh, for for Christians is the belief of 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 Christ dying, right. resurrecting, and uh, um, ascending to heaven. Right, and that's kind of like if you don't believe in that particular incident, it's right. hard to call yourself a Christian, right? right. And and he has struggled with that in the in the very literal sense of it like did he literally die or is this more of it his his physical body was gone but his spiritual body was in another realm you know? right and and that's and and at the end at the end of the day though we had this wonderful conversation where i agreed with like 90 percent of what he had to say and that instant to me i don't feel matters in right. the context of how we're able to interact and how yeah. we are able to engage in our community and how we're able to still be involved and still get stuff done in a positive way. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just don't know why that has to be a sticking point for, yeah. for so many people. Well, why do you have to make that a negative thing? Yeah. Like I, I, I don't have to make it a negative yeah, thing. Right. But, and that's the, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like that's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you about it, but I don't necessarily make that something that I have to like place judgment upon you right. for it. You know, yeah. it's just something that I don't agree with. Right. But I could still see you as a regular human being regardless. Yeah. No. And I think that's so important. <laughs> We've kind of tangent. Yeah. Here. We're good at that. That's all right. <laughs> um, so I did want to, the other point that I wanted to bring up, because I would love to do funky experiments with this one, <laughs> just because human condition and all those kind of things make, you know, mm -hmm. I like playing around with that. But the part where it was talking about uh, being in a religious setting or when certain prayers were being played mm -hmm. and um, those kind of things yielded 
more of a moral response. Mm -hmm. And they mostly brought up giving and generosity and stuff like that. But I'm curious of, you know, how how would something like that play out where, you know, like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a good everyday example where you could see, like, well, like, bell ringers. Like, I think that would be one of those, you know, at at Christmas time, the Salvation Army bell ringers, like, that is a kind of in-your-face constant representation of this thing. And does that, is that what makes people more moral, that it's there? Or is it because, you know, mm-hmm. the time of year or, you sure. know, what, I don't know. That That was interesting to me that when that is prevalent, people are more moral yeah and i think i think there's also there's an element of morality that this article talks about in terms of of uh almost like a social pressure yeah sort of concept you know like you're you're more likely to be good if somebody's watching you you know and i think it alludes to that article too in terms of economic transactions uh Religious people actually were more likely to be honest in those transactions because they believe that there is something watching them, you right. know. And that's the way the and I didn't dive into the the actual article and how they phrase that because I think that's also a different sort of notion too. Because I think <laughs> we're all being spied on anyway too. I mean, <laughs> the NSA is list, yeah, NSA is listening to this right now. So Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm less worried about Zuckerberg than I am about uh, the feds listening in. <laughs> Mark can't make me disappear. <laughs> well, Guantanamo. I don't know. He may have enough power at this point. <laughs> so. There's our next question. Are, are federal agencies or large social media conglomerates more moral? <laughs> <laughs> but Can we just say neither? Yeah. yeah. That one? True. Fact, um, but yeah, I think that was kind of an interesting take too. That um, it's it's less about doing right for the sake of doing right. It's doing right for the sake of uh, being observed for doing the right thing. You know, like that's your you get the the um, the brownie point for doing that. You know, like look at me, I'm being yeah. moral. Look yeah. at me, I'm you know I'm donating to the to this charity sort of thing, right? Yeah, which all those online giving platforms that allow you to share are an interesting element in that, you know, the GoFundMes and stuff that, oh, I donated this much money. Yeah. It's this weird, like, backhanded. Yeah. So that's a whole other topic. Right. But that's what that made me think of, Mm -hmm. of, oh, I have morality, look at me giving to whatever. There's there's some... I should have researched this before we started talking too, but there is a like a, a a financial platform like a PayPal sort of thing right now that's really big. That's basically like the social media version of it, where people can um, basically you you're, you log into it or it links to all of your social media accounts and it has a stream of you know. So and so donated to this entity, you know, like it. It, it basically oh, is kind of like a 
a bragging right for 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 donations. Yeah, for that sort of huh. thing. Yeah, it's not Venmo. That's not the one you're. Thinking. It might be. I'm not like, sure. Venmo is a pretty social one, but it's not based on like donations. It's just a. Yeah, there. Um, yeah, I, again, I probably should have thought that out a little <laughs> bit more before I spewed it. That's out That's interesting. Yeah, I mean that is definitely a like. Well, and that that's it. I mean that does tie into this article, but you know, if morality only exists when people are watching, right? Does that really count as yeah? You know, yeah. morality. And I think we're really big on the concept of virtue signaling. You know, like we're rather than. Uh, when when a tragedy strikes, we're really quick to change our profile picture to have oh, yeah. the flag or the ribbon yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, pray for this, pray for that. But we're yeah. not really quick to open up our wallets or right. to s- donate our time yeah. or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, yeah, but we're really good about indicating to others that we have virtue yeah. know, as opposed to actually demonstrating it. I would agree completely. I've always wondered how many of those people that I've made it a point in my life to never use one of those, but mm-hmm. how many of those people that post the pray for blah, blah, blah actually follow through with that statement? Right. Because I know in my life for years, oh, I'll pray for you was an easy thing to say sure, and very little follow through Sure, where I got to the point where if I said that to someone... That was the first thing I was doing at the next opportunity because I knew myself that if I said, oh, I'll do that, like, I'll, no, I wouldn't do it. Like, Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't happen. And it wasn't like a conscious, like, anti-decision. It's just, that's how life is. Yeah. But I definitely agree that it's more of a good face to put on Mm -hmm. than necessarily an Mm -hmm. action-seeking making a change kind yeah, of thing. It's the uh, the thoughts and prayers right now. Yeah. That's the yeah, big one. Yeah. You know, anytime a, a, a tragedy strikes, you know, yeah. people are really quick to offer thoughts and prayers. Because yeah. yeah. it's easy and painless. Right, right. Yeah. Which doesn't really equal sacrifice. But. Right, right. Uh, so the last thing from this article that I just want to point out, um, because this is a piece I can latch on to, uh, and give credit to you in a lot of ways for this, uh, is just the end of it is statistics show that atheists commit fewer crimes and average the widespread prejudice against them as highlighted by our study reflects intuitions that have been forged through centuries and might be hard to overcome. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really think in a lot of ways that goes both ways that, there are prejudices on both sides, which we've said, mm-hmm. you know, there's good people on both sides, there's bad people and those things. But I do feel like, for whatever reason, there is more of a negative stereotype towards atheism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will fully admit, based on the scenario that brought us together, mm-hmm. um, that that is where my feelings and beliefs started sure is, you know that kind of confrontational aggressive mm-hmm. behavior and the reality is those people are in the minority um well i don't know i don't know necessarily in the minority um probably yeah i, I, can't, I would think so i can't say you know a certain right. with a certain assertion without real research behind it um but that's also part of that the exact group that you're referencing 
um, is part of the reason why I decided that I need to be more vocal about being an atheist. Um, And I think that's actually something that when I first moved here, I knew I was moving into a a religious community, you know, Um, and I never once felt threatened by it or anything like that. I just knew that I would always have to be careful about how I talked about my own beliefs and um, because I didn't, you know, we, we also had a business and I didn't want my beliefs to be something that right. hurt other people. You know, I didn't want to drag them down yeah. to, to the lower levels of <laughs> where us atheists preside and right. in the cultural basement, basically. <laughs> uh, but at the same point too, though, when, when that, when that, the incident that we're referring to occurred, uh, there was a lot of people um, pushing back against this atheist group saying like, oh, these damn atheists, that's all they do. I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, no, we don't. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 we don't. Right. You know, it, it was just the, the squeaky wheel getting the grease basically. So yeah. I thought, you know what? I just have to, I have to just be open with people. Like I can't hide it, you know? Um, but I can show that I'm not a proselytizing atheist. Like I don't, I'm not going to sit on the corner of the street with a sign that (laughs) says God doesn't exist. And I'm not going to get in an argument about you about why God doesn't exist. Like that's not, that's not what we're about. And I, I do agree with you. There is a larger portion of the secular community that, are not confrontational. Like that's not, that's not our MO. You know, we don't, this isn't a pissing match, you know, we're not trying to, uh, prove the size of different, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, I'm, but we're not Careful. trying, yeah, we're not, we're not trying to, we're not trying to do the reverse of holier than thou, you know, because yeah. it's what they kind of end up doing, you know? So, uh, that's part of the reason why I decided that I had to be more open about it. I had to be, I had to demonstrate that you can be a, community member you can be involved you can be active you can be a business owner you can be a loving parent and husband and you cannot believe in god and that's okay you know you can and you can still be hopefully somewhat trusted within the community (laughs) um regardless of that yeah so i felt like it was my own personal pr mission to (laughs) to show that atheists are not necessarily assholes yeah so we may have to put an explicit tag. I know that's story. twice. I know. I know. No more <laughs> pinner for me. So, yeah. Well, just to, I guess, to tease the next episode a little, um, mm-hmm. part of what made me think of all that is uh, we've been talking about doing an episode about the things that we appreciate mm-hmm. of the other person's tribe. Sure. And what we ended up coming about is who do you appreciate from the other person's tribe? Right. And I started to think about those people in my life that I've actually interacted with or, you know, that I know that would fall into the atheist category. Um, And most of them, um, all of them that I would say I appreciate things about, hold some of those similar characteristics. Mm -hmm. So I think it's easy to say the majority of them do not act like that Mm -hmm. because, you know, Nine out of ten that I've met are great people. So yeah, yeah, it's just a different thing. But so we will definitely post this article mm-hmm. again from BigThink.com for you guys to read and kind of make your own opinions about. Uh, definitely send us questions and thoughts that you guys mm-hmm. come out 
with. And again, uh, thank thank you, Clint, for yeah. submitting it to us because we definitely had a lot of back and forth about it, and it was a great conversation. So we decided to make an episode about it, and we definitely encourage all of you out there if there's something that you guys want us to talk about, we're open to it. So send yeah. us send us your thoughts, send us your your prayers, send us <laughs> sorry, uh, send, <laughs> send us ideas that that, that uh, resonate with you and things that you want to talk about or listen to us talk about because right. we're we're always game for new material absolutely uh follow us on all the social media sites instagram twitter facebook those kind of things find us on your favorite podcast provider jump on the uh corporate beast that is itunes <laughs> and leave us a review um because that really does help people find us we we have some reviews right now, but the funny thing is iTunes still doesn't recognize any of those reviews. It still says mm. we don't have any. So apparently we need more reviews, so please jump on there. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, if you have critiques and things that we can improve on, let us know uh, so that we can just make this better. But send us topics, uh, big, you know, heavy topics or more lighthearted topics that you just think would be funny to hear a Christian mm -hmm. and an atheist debate about. Mm -hmm. So send us off. All right. This was a Christian and an atheist walk into a bar where we was <laughs> where we solve the world's issues one adult beverage at a time. Cheers. Cheers. Tongue tied. <laughs> <laughs>